0: Midwinter darkness silence helps our shadow side come through, with the light at the end of the tunnel being the celebration of Yule. We decorate, we dance, we feast, laugh, and sing, because giving thanks to moon queen goddess brings a new sun god king. Are you ready to light up the sky? Welcome to Magic Moon Phase. Hello again, witches and wizards, sisters and misters. I welcome you all back with open arms, good vibes, jazz hands, and all the magic sparkles and glitter. Welcome back to a very special episode. You'll love it. You'll love it. I'm going to be full of those stupid dad jokes, so get ready. Now... Just a little housekeeping beforehand. The following information comes from a myriad of different sources. There's a lot of time and energy and love and effort put into the notes that I bring with me to each episode. So I'd just like you to know that there's so much more to know beyond what I have in this condensed InfoGrab Super Rad Podcast episode. So don't be afraid to do your own education, to drop your own knowledge, and dig into the things that really pull your heartstrings. Dig into the things that pull your heartstrings. Yeah? Yeah. I'd like this to be your beginner boom to the face piece with like an info grab. So then you can peak that awareness, you know, get a little humming on what the energy's feeling like around here and then providing some actionable takeaway so that you can rock and roll this in your everyday life. Magic in your everyday life. Bing! All right, y'all, I'm ready to rock and roll right into the winter solstice, because on December 21st, we're looking at the darkest day of the year, the longest night of the darkest season, and it is where we, witches, warlocks, and wizards, go inwards to really look at what can we surrender, what can we release. Almost that, that dark season is honoring death, honoring death as a natural progression of the cycles of life. And once we plug into them cycles, it becomes amazing and feeling those natural energies and giving, honoring, releasing, surrendering to then make room for more growth in the next year, oh man. A solstice is when the sun stands still. Sol stands for sun, sister means to stand still. So in this moment of the sun standing still, most cultures that cometh before us believed that the dark night was the ending of a sun and then a new one would be born the next morning, which then was a celebration. The old sun would die at dusk on the 21st, and then the new sun would be born again at dawn on the 22nd. That's honoring dark and welcoming light, knowing that within the dark, looking at all of the nastiness, releasing, letting go, toxic systems, patterns, repeats, loops, records, all of this shit that we hold on to, releasing all of that nurtures and creates new fertile space and empty energy space for you to create new, transform and change in the next year to come. As winter begins to wane and the sun begins to wax and we gain more time, we can set rad intentions during these dark spaces, these shadow side times, to really get rid of some nasty, deep dug root shit to then set intentions, to build as the sun grows, to then revisit at the summer solstice in six months. So this cosmic timepiece, it gives you deadlines. It gives you time to look at and reward for your accomplishments as well as provide a natural stepping stone path bit by bit, piece by piece, bite by bite for you to accomplish and bring to fruition the life that you dream of. Okay. Where are we? We are honoring release. We're honoring death. We're honoring loss. So looking at this winter solstice, it is the darkest time. It is a brilliantly natural energy to look at the darker pieces of yourself, to look at the darker pieces of the year. What did you love? What did you lose? What did you let go of? Because after every end is a new beginning. And finding that new beginning creates this spark of hope of growth and transformation, which is exactly what the winter solstice is all about, knowing that with the dark comes the light. Solstice celebrations are actually one of the oldest celebrations of humankind. You know, Druids, Celtics, um, they celebrated the festival of fire. And throughout the darkest night of the year, they would light bonfires. They would celebrate the god Saturn of agriculture and harvest. It was celebrated with fire and the sun, because it's used as a cosmic timepiece, that's how they learned when to slaughter their cows, when to uh, drink their wine or make their beer, or when everything was fermented. It's when they knew how to sow and plant and seed, uh, checking and preparing for the winter ahead, when to mate animals. This was the life that they lived, so they're giving thanks for their abundance. They're giving gratitude for the sun coming again. So to celebrate, they created the Festival of Fire and gathered in feast, in harmony, in peace. During this uh, Saturnius or during the celebration of Saturn, people would actually call truces or they would drop quarrels, they would drop grudges. They would actually stop wars for this festival so that we could all have peace and harmony and joy within this season. Even masters, when there were slaves and masters going on, the slaves would prepare the meal, but then sit down so the masters would then serve the slaves. Almost like a reversal, or a rebirth, or a restart. There were feasts, there was entertaining, there was gifts, family gatherings. We were decking the halls with evergreen and mistletoe and all of that jazz. Does it sound familiar to any of you out there? Hmm. Let's get into that later. All in all, the celebration of Saturn, the festival of fire, the festival of light was to honor the goddess giving birth to sun god and to really review what happened over the last year. What were your successes? What were your struggles? What were your shitty records that held you back? And looking at all of that crap, we can release it and then celebrate moving forward into knowing that winter and this darkness will one day be over and spring is coming again this solstice and this darkness symbolized the beginning of winter. It was a time to look inward. It was a time to use the energy for introspection and gratitude because then within that would light the spark of hope and growth for the year coming round the bend. So how do you use this energy? Let's do some actionable steps and then we'll move on to Yule. The winter solstice being the waning winter, the midwinter, that time to look inward It's a brilliant time for personal awakenings, for being in that quiet, solitary energy. Now remember the winter solstice is only one night, the 21st into the 22nd. So to really connect with that one night and really dig into that deep shadow side to then find the gratitude and the introspection, to stop talking and start listening to yourself, to step out of the sun, Whereas more of the masculine energy, the nine to five and step more into the moon, the feminine nurturing energy to kind of release the year, set intentions for the next year and let go of your past. Let go of the toxic either within the last year or all of the traumatic ancestral root traumas that we deal with. Because only in darkness can we really feel secure and find ourselves to then bring it to the light. So really embracing that darkness, that's what the winter solstice is for. So how would I set up uh, an altar or celebrate for the solstice? Ebra, ebra, celebrate for the solstice. Ebra, December 21st evening, dusk, into dawn on the 21st morning is when nature renews its energy inside and when we can all feel a shift in energy and renewal on the outside. It's when the light starts to grow again. It's when the sun starts to wax and the night starts to wane. Winter starts to wane. And some great questions to ask yourself during those times of introspection would be, what did this year bring? What did I learn? What did I lose? What did I love? What did I let go? Elsa, let it go. What surrender or release do you have to give to The moon this year as a clean slate to start for the next one? What are you inviting in to replace that energy, right? We can ask the gods and goddesses for that specific energy that we can invite in. And as the moon is giving birth to a new sun, what do you kind of want to bring to fruition or in quotes, birth within this next year as well? Some questions. If you dabble in the tarot if not you can ever ever at this forward if you're doing tarot spreads pull out the death card and really kind of meditate with it what is something that you need to release the death card does not ne- necessarily symbolize death it symbolizes the release or need to get rid of something that is holding you back so within that death card yeah it means a whole hell of a lot more than that but for this right now we're looking at what do we need to release let go of sever cut or allowed to die within ourselves or around ourselves, so that we can have room for super rad awesomes in the next year cometh. Boom, chica, chica, boom, chica, chica. So spending some time with that death card and really digging in deep to that shadow side. If you are a solitary witch, wizard, warlock, right, these rituals, these intentional actions are so powerful that they go up into the ether. So what kind of things can we do? How about a bonfire all night long, Lana Ritchie? All night long. Because the Yule Log, right? We'll get into Yule Log here in a bit. Is to honor the festival of light. To honor the festival of fire. Is a brilliant way to start off and honor winter solstice. If you are unable to light a bonfire. Or don't have a space in which to do that. Burning candles. Safely witches. Safely. Burning candles or were all around you. To honor the dark with the light. Is such a beautiful way to... Spend time with the dawn. Spend time with the new sun god that was just born. Spend time with yourself in that quiet solitude or share it with a coven, share it with a partner, whatever that looks slash feels like for you. And another one that I've actually done before is uh, singing to the sun as it awakens, maybe in an incantation or a spell. Yet I've said certain words that rhyme, because I like riggedy rhyming, but then putting them to a melody and singing the sun awake is such a powerful place to be in those moments of honoring your dark and honoring your light. Another way to release some stagnant, nasty energy would be to burn some dry herbs. Burn some herbs, you herds. Burn them babies in the fire. And also with the intention of releasing stagnant, nasty, stuck energy that doesn't serve you anymore. Or if we're not into fire whatsoever, a good one would be to turn off all the electronics. No phone, no laptop, no alarm clock even. Turn it all off, pull all the shades, and be in complete darkness with yourself sit in that complete darkness because when we sit in darkness is when we can find shit that we won't look at when we're in the light because we're in spotlights right people are watching us judging us oh my god what do they think what do they say when we're in the Sun when we're in the light we don't get to listen like when we're in the dark so challenge yourself darkness creates space for everything and nothing all at once so set some intentions in the dark So they grow with the waxing sun. As the days grow, your intentions grow. And then we can check back at the summer solstice to see what you did with your badass. Cosmic time, peace. Uh, uh, uh. If you are not a solitary witch at all and you want to share the winter solstice with somebody, bring a coven over, bring some partners over, bring your family over and celebrate with releasing the year together. Chatting about, talking about, and releasing, letting go of and opening up that communication and that connection with your family, with your roots, with your ancestry, and with the people that mean the most to you. Disconnecting to that sun, male, masculine energy, kind of like the here and now energy is such a powerful feeling when you then connect to the dark or the female, more nurturing, supportive, more forever and always intuition energy. So you have your sun and you have your moon and you have your light and you have your dark. And honoring both of them, as well as the dark and light within yourself is such a powerful act. So I challenge you to feel and see what that would look like for you. Now, if you were to put together an altar just to throw together something for the solstice, I get it, no problemo. Here's a couple things you can throw on there with love and intention, PSicles. Some evergreen, evergreen, pine, a wreath, the wreath symbolizes a circle of life and death, rebirth or everlasting life, evergreen, everlasting life. Maybe some fruit to offer to gods and goddesses, some oranges, some lemons, you know, symbolizing those bright sunshine colors, some bells, ringing some bells for new beginnings, which with the new sun, we have new beginnings, clean slate, some labradorite or sunstone. That would be great. Those two would be beautiful on an altar. Some seeds, potentially some sunflower seeds, obviously sun. You know, it stands for gestating, hibernating, healing, and regenerating. And then potentially with your tarot, the death and the sun card. Pull the sun card out, sun, moon, death. Pull those out. Put those on your altar. Pull in those energies and see how that feels for you. If you are going to do some candle magic, right, you can use specific colors for specific things. You can surround yourself with black or indigo candles for releasing or white kind of a pale pink or pale colors for rebirth. You can use any colors, it doesn't matter which ones, as long as the intentionable action is along with it. That truly is what a ritual is, an intentional action to create a genuine bend in energy. Magic, motherfuckers! So now that we kind of know what the winter solstice stands for, what the midwinter, the darkness, the shadow side, looking at the death, the release, the letting go, the surrender, to then make it out the other end, the light at the end of the tunnel, which is the celebration of Yule. Jewel, Yule, Jule. There's a lot of different ways to say it. Yule is originally the 12 days of devotion to kind of set up a new year with a genuine intention. It's a good way to connect with those around you, to celebrate, to feast, to give, to be grateful for the darkness and celebrate the light that we know is coming with the spring. I, of course, have to talk about if we're rocking an altar for Yule. And what kind of rock and rituals we can get into. As we know, solstice leads into Yule. So some aspects of these altars are the same, which is totes okay. Because if we're making an altar for the solstice, then we can just add to that bad boy during Yule. So some symbols, eh? What kind of symbols are we looking at for a Yule altar? The sun, the wheel of life, horns. You can honor goddesses Freya, Gaia, Isis. Frau Holly, or you can honor gods, the Egyptian Ra, Odin, of course, as I mentioned earlier, or Apollo, just a couple to throw down. We can throw a moon on our altar, maybe an animal statue of an elk or deer, Celtic knots, which are great for prosperity, pine cones, evergreen, as mentioned earlier. You can even get into the Christmas spirit here with some lights and some tinsel. One thing that I always do on every single altar I have as it turns into winter or fall during equinoxes and solstices, I always have a crown, a crown on my altar and I wear that crown. I have a winter crown, spring crown, so I get to change my crown during the solstice. So that's another one that I wanted to share with you. It just makes me feel more connected to my royalty, my goddess, all of that cool jazzola. If you were to burn some incense or if you were to do some oil diffusing or wanted to bring some scents into this ritual, you could choose pine, cinnamon, juniper, cedar, myrrh, or frankincense. Those last two might seem a little familiar as well. Ha ha. Some colors as we see every year that are extremely celebrated within the Christmas season are red, green, silver, gold, and white. Some crystals that we can use specifically for this season. Um, you always have your ruby garnet diamond emerald. Yet, if you're not that affluent and you need to go a we can use some pyrite selenite green aventurine and red jasper to embody the colors and the energies of what we're pulling in during the Yule season. Some herbs that we can either burn, decorate with, celebrate with are holly and mistletoe, right? Cedar, rosemary, pine, star anise, cinnamon, or orange. Orange. I love throwing orange and lemon in things for Yule. That's not usually a huge common thing, yet I love to bring in those bright colors and honor the darkness with eating some of that fruit that won't be good during the winter months. Also offering it to my gods and goddesses is something I rock and roll with those oranges and lemons as well. Some citrus love. Some other foods that we can rock on our altar as well. Some nuts, seeds, sunflower, preferably as mentioned earlier for gestation, rebirth, and renewal. Apples, which in the Greek time symbolized the sun. Uh, some cake or bread on your altar as offerings would also be phenomenal. And any drinks, right? I always I pour one out for the homies. You know what I mean? I'll have a glass of wine and I'll save some of it and offer that. So of course, wine is always acceptable. Ginger or hibiscus tea, or as mentioned earlier, cider. Now that Splank Cider we were talking about, here's the little recipe Grab some cider. If you wanna add a little uh, humana humana to it, some wine, whiskey, bourbon. Grab some maple syrup or honey to sweeten it up a little bit if you'd like to. And then you can grab herbs, you know, clove, cinnamon sticks, star anise, maybe some fresh ginger. Or I usually use essential oils, cinnamon, clove, orange, as well as a couple cinnamon sticks because it looks good and it's great for prosperity. But either way, do it to taste, throw it in a, a, a crock pot or a hot cooker and boom, bam, shabam, invite some frenzies over and have a little Yuletide celebration, eh? Yeah, eh. So a couple coolio things that we can do to connect to the energies of Yule. How about we diggity-dick the house, Create or decorate... Make an altar, a space, a tree, right? With ornaments, you can light some cranberries, get all lights and tinsel all the places, but really get into the holiday cheer. Get into the celebration of light, that spark of hope that there's growth coming after the darkness. You can go caroling or a wassailing or just drink cider and celebrate with your family. No problem. Don't even have to go outside and sing. Or you can totally sing. Do it. Sing. You can make offerings to your gods or goddesses for prosperity or abundance that they did give you and bring you this year. Or you can talk to them, connect with them, connect with your divine, talk about the struggles, talk about striving, talk about the successes that you've had throughout the past year. Release some shit to make room for more awesome, legit stuff coming up. You can do 12 days of devotion, which is to set up your new year. 12 days of going through a devotion to yourself. What am I releasing? What am I bringing into or inviting into the next year? And then look at it at the summer solstice. Setting those intentions with the darkness to then look at it when we are at full light. As always, a pretty easy one to connect to this season is to feast and celebrate. And honor your family and honor your friends and exchange gifts. Maybe ones that you make. Uh, or, you know, time that you spend together. Not that I don't want you to fall into the materialistic trap of Christmas, but I don't want you to fall into the materialistic trap of Christmas. I'm looking out for you, family. I'm talking about looking out. How about smudging and sweet grassing your whole mug of the house? After you smudge the whole spot, get rid of the shit you got. Like purge and clean and give it all away. Make room! Or the boom the universe wants to give you good shit but you got all this energy that's fucking with it so get rid of that crap boom back smudge out all that energy get rid of all that negativity as well as stagnant crapola that no longer serves you and of course another one that you can do is spend time in solitude spend time with yourself in reflection in gratitude and just be What would it feel like to be this holiday season instead of plugging into I need to do, I need to have, I need to grab, I need to be here, there, everywhere. What would it feel like to just be with you and your sweet soul in the darkness, celebrating your shadow side and knowing that there is a spark and there is light at the end of the tunnel, that you have celebrations and that you have a brand new clean slate and intentions that can be set that can grow with the light of the sun. I know that was a lot of information, and I'm so glad that you stuck with me through it all. Thank you for your time and energy and love and support. I've just recently found out that I now have faithful listeners all over the world Cambodia, Austria, Australia, England. And my heart palpitated a little bit, and then I did a super awesome rad happy dance. So I'd like to thank you for listening and following and subscribing and sharing because shareness equals awareness equals careness. With that being said, loves of all loves, sisters, misters, wizards, warlocks, witches, and all of my magical beings in between, I hope you have a beautiful Yule winter solstice, Saturnalia, Christmas, New Year, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Whatever it is that you celebrate, whatever it is that you feel comfortable with in your soul, whatever it is that you celebrate, I wish you love, light, and brilliant energy in the coming year. And I'm looking forward to growing along with you and continuing to share the energy of the natural and badass universe around us. I truly appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Have a brilliant holiday and go make some magic, motherfuckers.